Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Few things on the plate. Allie, you look beautiful today. A lot of things on the plate today. Yeah. A Busy lot of th- day today. Oh, literally a lot of things on the plate today. Um, but Alice wanted to start with my story of murder. <laughs> it's a true story because, um, I don't know, you, Alice made a joke, one of her rare jokes just before the show started and said, talked about antifreeze and poisoning me with antifreeze. <laughs> which I said, That's Typical of my of okay. sense of humor. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I got, to, when I got to... The way I got into WRKO was when I was a receptionist at at Intercom Boston, we had a guy, like a consultant, who was coming in named Kewen, K-K-W-E-O-N. It's that Irish name, Kewen, Kewen, our uh, tall guy. He's a nice guy. He used to hang around the lobby mm-hmm. with me before they bring him in, and he'd go work on the HTML for for WRKO. So he'd go to the back, the back end of stuff and just deal with... Table rows, table cells, cell padding equals six kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he'd be doing all the tables. They had a big, big uh, resource there for um, for blog sites. This is when blogs were huge. And his name was J.P. Kuhn, I think. I think he lived in Waltham. And, and anyway, a, a nice guy we used to shoot the breeze. Anyway, he stopped coming in. Mm-hmm. And the sites went to hell. And the the web guy who like ran all the websites was really a marketing guy and had no... Couldn't do the nuts and bolts. Couldn't do the nuts and bolts. But I mm-hmm. did because I had taken a, a, a certificate, a bunch of courses over, over about a year at BU. Mm-hmm. And the HTML stuff, you know, I, I knew very, very well. HTML 4.0, whatever it was, I was a master of. Anything that took like smarts, like JavaScript, eh, Flash was tough. The Macromedia Flash at, at that point. But I was a good, but one of the great things about the course, which cost a lot of money, eight grand, was that, um, you know, we didn't get to use Dreamweaver or whatever, whatever there is now, WYSIWYGS. You know, we had to mm-hmm. do everything on Notepad. And, you know, so you had to learn to, to do these 
simple HTML, like real coders are probably like right now feeling like saying, shut up, kid. And I was terrible at real coding, like database retrieval stuff. I was terrible at that. SQL. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I was terrible. But so anyway. not even, even SQL is not. I, I think people who do like, quote, real coding, I think kind of look down on SQL even a little bit. Right. No. Yeah. 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 This is. Um, but it was a great thing, and, and anyway, so so this guy stopped showing up, and for some reason, the the crew at WRKO, which is a, the big talk station in Boston, back then, of course, it was bigger. This is like almost twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. They always liked me, like Rich Carberry, Carberry, right. you know, um, or you you may know. Um, um, he follows me on Twitter. Yeah, so. who's a great guy. Mm-hmm. I like and, him. And uh, they 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 kind of liked me because I was a nice enough guy and tried to be helpful. But also because you get when you're the receptionist at the, in the cluster, which then had Star ninety three point seven WAAF, which was you know Hard Rock, um, WEI Sports Talk, and WRKO Talk. Next to the receptionists, other than mm-hmm. you know one of the things perks you get apart from all the tons of humiliation was you get to choose a station. So I'd choose WRKO, and they were happy because there was a thirty year old guy listening to WRKO. Right. And who liked WRKO and so they'd all they'd ask me stuff in it. kinda reminds me of when I met you and um I came in to visit your radio station and our friend Doug, who was I don't know what was he at that station. Exactly. At ninety six nine? Yeah. That's Doug Palmieri. He was a, a production guy. He worked in production. So anyway, but he was like voiceovers. When et he realized that I like listened and called in to all the shows at the station and like was really into talk radio, and I was twenty three, he was like, "So tell me, what do you not like about this show that had like yes. lower ratings?" And was like completely trying to pick my brain and figure out like why I liked certain things or like how I discovered the station and how they could find more of me. Oh or yeah, whatever. oh yeah. yeah. Anytime you could get you know young female talk listeners. That was great. So so anyway, these guys, uh, they you know they they would talk to me about stuff and the shows this and that, and then the talk host would talk to me, and which is where Todd Feinberg came over and became my friend. I was stuck behind the reception desk; I couldn't leave and go anywhere, right, for my entire shift. So and I wanted to do such a good job that sometimes Alice, if the if I never wanted to be a wall, never wanted to be, I wanted to be the perfect employee. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the the girl who was supposed to break me for like lunch in the bathroom break. Um, just wouldn't show up because she, she wanted to be, hang out with the FM rock guys from AAF, so she right. just uh, she just blow me off. So I just wouldn't go to the bathroom all day. <laughs> it was like I was so I I so. Didn't... Were you like peeing in a bottle? Behind the, no, I would just be in pain for hours. I, I wanted to be. My goal was to get in and be like an immaculate employee, the best employee in the world, at least for a year, and then maybe somebody would take me over to WRKO. So anyway, so. It got so I listened to RKO so much that the other program directors started to make noise about it and became a thing, which I think the guys at RKO kind of liked. Right. Um, so, uh, when is somebody going to get poisoned with antifreeze here? Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. So what happened was <laughs> is eventually uh, they asked me if I could help them with that website, which is good because during the day I was doing web stuff all day anyway. I had all time in my hands as the receptionist when I wasn't, you know, in any phone calls. So I said, yeah, I can help you with that. And they gave me the creds to the website, and the web guy was, like, nervous or whatever. But anyway, I found out about a month later that the guy, JP, whatever, had poisoned his wife to death. Kuhn, the web guy who he was consulting, had poisoned his wife to death, had been found guilty, and was serving life in prison now. And so 
without him, they wouldn't have. I would never have gotten a shot. So I became the the web the web producer for WRKO. Right. Once I was a web producer, they wanted. They asked me if I could do more cool lights and buzzer things. Of course, I did. They felt bad because I was getting crap from my boss, who was the accounting boss, for helping them, who didn't want to lose me because people liked me. And so um, they offered to uh, Rich Carberry, Carberry let me work some weekend overnights learning how to run the board, which, of course, was that. And that's how I got in, which, of course, at that point, if you're a radio fan, if you're a talk radio fan and you finally get into the control room where I was terrible at everything, everything I touched broke. It was terrible. Um, but that was incredible. Like, I'm, I, you, I, I put the fader up and suddenly the coast to coast theme music comes on and you're in charge of it for like the whole it was like the biggest thing in the world it was just incredible but then so there you go and that's why we live in a big mansion now Alice (laughs) the glamour of the talk radio life or whatever for murdering them but uh, so that's so that's it all right so other things we have to do one, um, I did my, I have bounced back, Alice, from the disgrace I brought on my family, mm-hmm. on my friends, the Burn Barrel family, uh, all of our yeah. friends and listeners, from my insidious weight gain, I have bounced mm-hmm. back, well, how much did I lose, eight pounds? Eight pounds. Eight pounds over In a week. In one week. Exactly. In one week. And let me tell you, I put some work into this. This, this, I actually did. I want to do it again so we can, because I, I'm not where I should be, but. So so there you go. So I've ordered a couple of things, Alice. Oh yeah. Because we do very well. I've ordered, but not headphones that have a pad on no, the not ear. Just have a pad. broken headphones. Okay. What have you ordered now? I'm glad you asked that, Alice, because I intend to tell you two things. Unfortunately, one of these costs mm. twenty four bucks. One okay. is Koya Organic Grown Spinach Powder. Do you know about that? No. Are you going to be allowed to do this instead of some of your vegetables? Yes, dude. All I have to do is two scoops equals two cups of vegetables. Wow. Spinach powder. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> like, my life has been avoiding vegetables. And then the other one is I've got gimme sea salt and avocado salt snacks. Sea salt. Seafood, seaweed snacks. So I am drinking spinach power and eating seaweed like nobody's business. Wow. Going forward because jamming... Vegetables down me is just painful. Just painful. I also noticed that I was at a week in 180 weight loss today. That not only am I weird for my generation, <laughs> but I zoned out today a thousand times talking to the, the coach who was asking me, so how are you measuring this? How are you weighing this? Um, um, how long? She asked me how far I'd walked, etc. And I was, it was like um, just saying... <laughs> Uh, yeah, like five towns. <laughs> and I'd just be stuck there. I don't know why I was. And she maybe was, you are someone who could benefit from ADD drugs. I know. Maybe I should take my drugs again. Not those ones. I'm saying mm-hmm. ADD ones, like Adderall. Maybe you'd do oh. well on that. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, can we just say that it, it just... This particular life has been a swing and a miss, okay? <laughs> don't say that. Somewhere along the time, the uh, murderer cleared the way for me to get into WRK. <laughs> I peaked. And that was uh, 20 years ago. Okay. So um, we've got lots of good stuff. There's so much happening today. Um, I mean, and I know you love a plane story, but like we almost, I don't even know if we need to get to the plane story because people, did you see the plane, the baby on the plane? 
Oh yeah, I heard somebody yelled about the baby. Uh, let me. I want to get to that. Yelled, there's lots of swears in it, so I don't oh, know. Okay. Uh, you'll have to clean oh, it is up. Oh, he really if you losing play. his mind? He loses his mind. They had to deplane the entire plane, not at their destination, because the guy lost his bleep and wouldn't get off the plane. Because a kid is crying. Because a baby was crying. How? That's why I don't sit. That's why I don't sit <laughs> that's near you guys. You don't come with us on that's the why plane. I don't, I don't go that's on what I'm saying. Yes. With a baby okay. in a goddamn okay. echo chamber, okay. and you want to talk to me about being okay? Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so let me tell you something. Um, I there was a time in my life before we had kids, where I would have stood up and applauded that man <laughs> and said, damn straight, damn straight. I used to say, did I tell you what I used to say that my mother would call on the air because I used to say it on the Michael Graham show? I used Was it to when say, you called kids rats? No, uh, I would never do that. No, I used to say, <laughs> when people would say, oh, my baby's in the plane, I said, I would, I would say, it's not my fault that you didn't use a condom. And my mother thought that was very insensitive. But I, that's how I felt as a single man. I was like, that's not my fault because you have little screaming rats everywhere. I'm still not a fan of babies. <laughs> Did you just say you don't, no, don't call kids rats? I'm still not a fan of babies. <laughs> um, but now as a parent, it is... It's, you guys with kids, you would know. They, no, that the guy, parent also does not want the baby to be crying on the plane. Just FYI. Yes. Yeah, so that is that is absolutely hellacious. We didn't. Our kids didn't go on a plane when they were little, pretty much, almost any of them, because we were like terrified of I those would have, situations. I would have cavalierly, a la Al Bundy in nineteen ninety three, walked right off the moving plane uh, and plunged thirty three thousand feet. If we had remember those first days when we first had our just one baby, and I was. Yeah, you couldn't handle don't, it. Okay. Do you remember? Don't get me in trouble, else. <laughs> no, but do you remember when you texted me at work a picture of you holding the baby because you couldn't figure out how to make a can of chili? Oh, there was a lot of <laughs> not so passive aggression pictures. That yeah, there was absolutely, absolutely. And then your mother told the story. This is this is not my fault. No, but, let's not get into okay, that. Okay, I shouldn't. <laughs> no, yeah. I also thought babies could swim, which is I can't. <laughs> I, I swear my Uncle Russ told me that babies could swim and that he threw he Lily... He probably did tell in a, this story. In a, in a pool and she just... My cousin Lily. My, that's my Uncle Russ. My cousin Lily. Threw Lily in a pool. She started to swim. So me and Alice were ga- giving our daughter a um, a bath. And I was like, no, you know, they can just swim. And boom, boom. Got to the bottom. She went like the Bismarck. Uh, just for a second. They can't swim. I wasn't pleased. No. They cannot swim. <laughs> that is very dangerous misinformation, Alice. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So we got plain yelling guy. Well, we'll just work down yours if you want to. Um, Wait, plain yelling guy's not done. I know, but I mean, he, he, it all swears, right? Because you're going to clean the There up. is, but he does have one really good line okay. at one point. <laughs> so is the baby. <laughs> is that the line? Yeah, that's what I love. I am sorry. So is the baby. Like I'm on this guy. You're the baby. His wife was so embarrassed. But yeah, so then they... The they plane yelling guy? Yeah. They landed the plane. They had like air marshals trying to get him to get off. He wouldn't get off. So they deplaned the entire plane. Everybody had to get off then. <laughs> Hold on. So someone's a baby, and it's mostly him, I think. I just, I'm tweeting out, I'm on Team Yeller. He also he yelled strike. out that he's triggered in the, <laughs> the thing. But yeah. Uh, that is great. So is a baby. <laughs> the man makes it, he can't be somebody who's got kids. He makes a valid point, though. He makes a valid point. Why? Why does he have to be victimized? Because somebody else had to screw around and have, and have kids. He's also, though, like, 
on a Southwest flight. You know, it, it's not like he's flying first class or something or on a private jet or whatever. I'm, it's like, you know, there's people with babies in the world. Oh, we're he's around. losing his mind. Yeah, oh, he man, doesn't I do see, well. I can see him saying the, uh, the F word. Uh, yeah, no, he uh, doesn't do well with this. But yeah, like I said, we almost don't even need to get to that story because there's so much else going on in the world. What Our friend who's now? stopping by wants us to to mention, so we will. Uh, I'm going to use your quote that she sent me. Our crazy Jewish anti-vax neighbor is stopping by. <laughs> I'm using your quote. You know who you are. I don't want to use your real name just because this is a small neighborhood. Right. I mean? Well, speaking of crazy anti-vax people, um, another topic I wanted to get to was Robert Kennedy Jr.'s uh, presidential yeah, campaign kickoff event. I know Huge event. It. Really? Really. Huge event. His wife, uh-huh. Cheryl Hines, was there. He was oh, introduced my, by... I, you love her, right? Of course. Every man loves her. But, um, but, but, he but, was introduced by Dennis Kucinich. Yeah, it's on. That's yeah. Huge crowds. Aaron Rodgers has endorsed him. What? Yeah. What is it happening here? So, I mean, maybe there is an appetite for a crazy anti-vaxxer on the Democrat side. I mean, I personally know a bunch of people, um, including the person who texted us that she's coming by, um, who are excited about this candidacy because he is like at the forefront of the anti-vaccine movement was before the COVID vaccine too, by the way, not just the COVID vaccine. Like he's against all vaccines. Um, He doesn't uh, want Robert Malone, who's that doctor who calls himself the inventor of mRNA. That guy was at his campaign event too. Yeah. Um, That was like one of the other big names there. So like, but the reporters who were covering it were like, huge crowds all this stuff like saying really? there was a huge line outside yeah big event so Let not me... a nothing he it, there's a few clips here that i sent to this is what this is what happens when you censor somebody for 18 years i got a lot to talk about <laughs> they shouldn't have shut me up that long now I'm going to really let loose on them for the next 18 months. They're going to hear a lot from me. This is... It's interesting, isn't it? It is very, very interesting. Wow. And the coup de grace was the lockdown. Lockdown was the biggest shift in wealth in human history, and I'm going to tell you about that in a second. And I blame President Trump for the lockdown. Now, a lot of people will say, a lot of people say, and President Trump gets blamed for a lot of things that he didn't do, and he gets blamed for some things that he did do. But the worst thing that he did to this country, to our civil rights, to our economy, to the middle class in this country, was the lockdown. Now, President Trump, in fairness... Hold on. Is that, am I seeing Ralph Nader behind him, by the way? Is that, that, is? Is that possible? I don't know. I didn't um, really look that closely. Something is happening here. It's an interesting thing, isn't it? This guy is a very unique communicator. Mm-hmm. I told you. 
Yeah. I Something mean, weird is happening. Yes. Holy. Let me just make this point. We'll tell people, well, the lockdown wasn't my idea. It was my bureaucrats rolled me on it. I was saying we shouldn't do it. But that's not a good enough excuse. He was the president of the United States. The, and as Harry Truman said, the buck stops here. On May 2nd, 2020, 600 doctors wrote, signed a letter to President Trump begging him not to do, allow the lockdowns. I never, I, his, what, this guy's blowing me away. He's, and, and I've been well, familiar and, with him for, and I, I, he's I, saying the stuff that really hurts Trump with the Trump base, right? Well, right, but at because, the same and we've time, about this, this, is a, this is a mm-hmm. very unique voice. At the same time, he's a Democrat who is saying, and a Kennedy, yes, who is almost being conciliatory. Mm-hmm. In reference to Trump. And there is no other Democrat who does that. Right. Right. I mean, no, he's been on Tucker and stuff. He's really yes, no, viewed as like being right wing now. Even no, though I understand he's a that. I understand. Right. This is very interesting. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I stepped on you there. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So I first kind of became aware of this because David Weigel was reporting on it, who's like mm-hmm. formerly of Washington Post and Slate and all these places. So and he was reporting on the event and was saying, you know, he first started taking pictures and videos and was like, there's a huge line outside view from the press table. Biggest draw here is Robert Malone. Um, so he said there's not a lot of like Kennedy family members there. RFK Jr.'s brother Doug was there, but that was it that he could see. So there were a bunch of people his campaign website was up so it's i mean like it's a lot of i think the press was kind of blown away um by the by the reaction to this candidacy and we'll see what happens but you know the democrats obviously are going to try and do whatever they possibly can to completely shut this down i don't think they're gonna i think they're going to do whatever they can to attempt to not hold debates or whatever i don't know like where he's polling if anywhere at all i i just like but the democrats aren't going to probably do debate there's also people saying biden might not even really run yeah you know in which case there definitely will be an open primary and because kamala is a non-entity kamala this guy would spit her chew her and spit her out in a second Marianne Williamson would destroy her. Kamala's got no chance. She sucks. This is very interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. Who is... uh, Manchin's going independent, right? Um, He's... His name's being brought up as possibly Mm -hmm. running as an independent. Jesus, this is interesting. Are there any other Democrats who are... Well, Gavin Newsom, I guess. Gavin Newsom's talked about... He's probably the strongest... Democrat who could get in. I bet Hillary's at least thinking about it if Biden doesn't get in um, because she's never not thinking about it. I think Pete Buttigieg would obviously be thinking about it. I think Liz Warren would obviously be thinking about it. Um, you know, it it just depends. But I definitely think that the the Kennedy phenomenon has been underestimated by this whole thing. Um and 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 I, 
I think there is an appetite yeah. for him. I don't know what that does to Trump in the primaries, though, because I think his voter has a lot in common with the RFK Jr. voter. So in a primary, most people have to pick. You can't vote in both. So you're going to have to pick whether you vote in a Republican primary or a Democrat primary. So if there's a huge groundswell for RFK Jr. in the Democrat primary, I think that pulls Trump voters out of a Republican primary. Do you not think so? I mean, I'm talking like Ross Perot voter type people. But it, isn't it you have to be your party registration has to be that party usually, right? Uh, it depends on the state. A lot of states like Massachusetts is like this. You are if you're not registered in a party, you can vote in either. So and there's obviously still plenty of time to change your voter registration at this point in time. Some states have open primaries where you can even vote in the other party's primary, I believe. Um, but yeah, every state has their own rules because primaries are run state by state. But yeah, I mean, there's no. I I mean, do you not think that they, that he shares a lot in common with a Trump voter? A lot of voters in common. Well, from with what Trump I just heard, rather? I assume that the rest of his. I mean, the only thing is that Trump brought the vaccine. So. Well, yeah, but his voters don't like that. Yes, true. A lot of his voters are Trump because Trump's anti-establishment, but don't like that Trump did the vaccine. So if you can have Trump, who's also against the vaccine, which Kennedy kind of is, then, you know, then I think that that's I think that that's compelling to a lot of those voters. You know, like a yes. lot of people that I know that were very against mandates, very against lockdowns, very like all this stuff, who consider themselves probably really conservatives, although some of them are just crunchy, non-political people. Um, you know, a lot of them really like RFK Jr. Okay, but do progressives like RFK Jr.? No. None. Nowhere zippo no. zilch. No. Even though progressives, you know, 20 years ago were all vaccines caused autism. Yeah, but a lot of those people are, it's tricky, but but progressives generally now are much more pro-corporate than not, including pro-big pharma, right? Pro-vaccine, pro-trust the science, that's like where progressives are now, do you know what I mean? But is Bernie there? Is Bernie pro-pharma? Bernie's not a progressive, though. What is he? Bernie's a socialist uh moderate dem on on social issues bernie's really moderate on guns he's moderate well he's in vermont on, he's i mean on the border he's pretty moderate he's not a big pro-immigration guy you know not well, the squad then but the squad like so but there's a difference between like elizabeth warren squad and bernie squad yeah because because Bernie lives in Wisconsin, essentially. Right, but but it's a different animal. That kind of um, like pro worker union thing isn't what I would call progressive today, because that reads in a whole bunch of other stuff. And a lot of those progressive millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Have co-opted a lot of these Marxist talking points to push into all this critical race theory and gender theory stuff. But like a lot of the people to whom Bernie appeals don't buy into the race and gender and all that other stuff. Right. So just because they're related to these earlier Marxist ideas doesn't mean that the people who are like part of this kind of more worker oriented socialist culture that they're like union truck drivers are not progressive, but a lot of them are like for Bernie. Right. You know, Joe Rogan's a Bernie bro, but he's not a progressive. Like it just, it, it's a, it's a tricky thing because it's more complicated. It's not just a simple, like so-and-so is more left than somebody else. I do think RFK Jr. does get some Bernie type voters, but I think Bernie and Trump voters had a lot in common too. Bernie did really, oh really God. well. I'm only seven years younger than Cheryl Hines. Wow. You have a chance. Healthy living. (laughs) Um, But I think that I think that RFK Jr. and Bernie do have voters in common. I think RFK Jr. and Elizabeth Warren do not, if that makes sense. Do you get what I'm saying at all? Even though even though Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are both very far left, Elizabeth Warren is like very much a technocrat, like science corporatist kind of um kind of progressive. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like she's much more of an establishment progressive. Yes. She has more in common. There's a re- she comes from Massachusetts and Bernie comes from Vermont. And that explains a lot of the difference right there, honestly. I w- See, I don't know enough about what this guy's up to. But I wonder if... I mean, there's no... I mean, it, it, RFK's been dead for 55 years. So, RFK Sr. But he had, obviously, big union ties. He had big inner city ties. I don't. I assume that counts for nothing. He won the California primary, which would be interesting if RFK Juniors in California for the RF, for the right. primary, along with Kamala Harris in. Um, yeah, I saw some distasteful jokes about. Oh, about the RFK hotel's closed and the <laughs> primary. Yeah, yeah. It's, stay out of the kitchen is uh, is probably the best uh, wisdom. Uh, it's so interesting. So I just didn't realize that in front of a crowd, he seems to have gleaned energy. Well, and from I didn't the crowd. know he would be like that either, because as you can tell, like he does have some health issues where you can tell he speaks a little haltingly and has that kind of quaver to his voice. Yeah. And like when I've heard him do interviews and stuff, I've found it like kind of painful to watch mm-hmm. him try and get through stuff. So yeah, I wasn't expecting him to be that compelling either, really. 
but maybe that's why. Maybe he's had to use a, 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 an economy of words. Maybe. And maybe that's why he's so good at delivering, or at least what I just saw. He was really connecting. I'm watching it on a computer, and I'm thinking, like, this is really intriguing. Good stuff. He's also, his other big issue that he's big into is stopping um, central bank digital currency. <laughs> Which, Ron DeSantis has done some winks and nods to that mm-hmm. as policy, too. Um, but, you know, I guess we'll see. Um, by the way, the, they did rule in their favor Ron DeSantis versus Disney in their like Reedy Creek dispute that um, that Disney has to do what they say. So he continues to even though, by the way, and like he gets a lot of crap from people for like getting um, big corporate donations, which Donald Trump obviously doesn't uh, nearly so much. However, you know, he's gotten hundred thousand dollars plus from Disney in donations and he's still isn't afraid to screw them over. He's also gotten donations from Anheuser-Busch and isn't afraid to screw them over. So it's inexplicable to me why, you know, why Donald Trump and his team are, like, so gung-ho. I mean, Donald Trump's been tweeting about how he should leave Disney alone and Disney should pack up and leave the state of Florida, too. Like, it just seems so weird. Like, I don't get it. Although you you hear, from what I've heard, his, like, campaign is... Airtight. It's like oh, the best of the best are now working for him, and but yeah, I, I mean, why wouldn't you win the small culture wars? Is he not he, the, one of the reasons he won it the, the first time? Is that he? You could tell that he was a Fox News listener and Rush, a Fox News watcher and a, a Rush Limbaugh mm-hmm. listener. He was. He had the mindset of somebody who digested that content. So that's why he's talking about right. correctness. Rosie O'Donnell, this and that. I mean, those are all classics, and. And I don't know why he's stepping away from. Maybe he's being overmanaged this time. Maybe, but I, I I don't know that he's he can be managed into doing stuff that he doesn't want to do. I think he does stuff that he wants to do. I think that he's more liberal on social issues than like the Daily Wire crowd or the Ron DeSantis's are. That Aaron Rodgers he's still is Aaron Rodgers still playing? Do you guys know? Or do you have the messages open? Um, yeah, the, there's the live chat. I don't know. I assume he is, but I don't really know. I Sally. think other teams were like looking what's, to get him before uh, recently. I think I was reading something what? about that. Oh, good. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, it's his Wikipedia page says he is an American football quarterback for the Green Bay Packers of the National Football League. Well, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. As goes. Aaron Rodgers. So goes Wisconsin. Well, so goes Wisconsin, maybe. But also, so goes many other pro athletes and celebrities who were silent and coy about the jab, who didn't want any part of it. And there's a lot of them. There's absolutely a lot of them. Right. That is interesting. Jesus, there are so many factions at work here now. (laughs) <laughs> so really, because you got the, the pro athletes who took the jab, the, the, uh, who took the jab, um, you got the pro athletes who wouldn't take the jab. The pro athletes who took the jab are also the same athletes taking the jab who are defending China. Right. Man, that, this is an interesting mix. Maybe that's one good thing over the last three years is that it's probably not, but 
where water is finding its level in intriguing new places and very in some in not I just- mean I think we I think for a while really probably since Trump or maybe even a little before Trump I think that we've been in the middle of a full-scale political realignment yeah like one of those things where it's like you know the new deal changed a lot of the voting patterns that had been in place since the civil war that's like you know when black voters stop voting Republican, for example, in right. large part. Well, yeah, I agree with you, and I think one of the reasons why it's we're just seeing it now, and we're and we didn't really. I mean, we're we're seeing now, like now these snapshots, present day snapshots mm-hmm. of the landscape, which looks different. One of the reasons why I think we didn't see it earlier is because you've got like 75%, 85% or 90% of establishment thinkers, media, um, politicians, etc., who will never openly give Donald Trump credit for anything, but who acknowledge privately and in their own policy positions and in their own actions now that they know he did some good stuff and they're doing it too. Right. He was a record-winning level a-hole, but he's good. he was good at some stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now there we're having a serious look at it, at uh, intellectual property, et cetera, with China, et cetera. Like, he was spouting off about that then. So that's one of the reasons I think that, that the intelligentsia, if you will, is has been underground with their, uh, with their conventional wisdom and it hasn't been unearthed, even it's just starting to be. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's where should we go to next? Well, we definitely have to talk about um, the Matt Walsh hack at least quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's kind of a crazy story. So, um, so Matt Walsh's account started tweeting a bunch of crazy stuff. Um, you know, it, little insults about Ben Shapiro. Matt Walsh. My, oh, okay. My, his Twitter account. My yeah. pronouns are that N word. Like, <sighs> so you know, a, a bunch of stuff that he wouldn't typically tweet. So it turns out that a hacker um, not only hacked his Twitter, but actually, it sounds like it was a SIM card hack, which is like they convinced the phone company that they you know, have a new phone and his number now needs to go to this new SIM card in this new phone, right? Mm-hmm. So that he, they access like all his emails, text messages, everything. So they have his emails and stuff going back 20 years. This guy was in touch with reporters, including at Wired. Um, <clears throat> I want this guy to go to prison, first of all. Um, but, you know, hacking's not a joke. This person obviously thinks it's a joke. So the Wired guy wrote this article. The Wired guy posted this article and some of the pictures of the stuff the guy had sent him, like screenshots from Matt Walsh's phone, and Twitter suspended him mm-hmm. um, for the, violating their hacked materials policy, which they should do. I mean, it's a clear violation. It's somebody's personal phone. There's no public interest here, right? I mean, I know he's a public figure, but it's not like this isn't, WikiLeaks, where it's like national security stuff. This is, you know, a private person's phone, right? This isn't the government. This is a person, and it's their phone with their texts and their emails and everything on it. Um, so this is the Wired article. Listen to this incredible... This is why people hate the media. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, 
I have such visceral anger about this. And I remember the first time I felt like this about this topic was it was in in um, 2008 when they picked Sarah Palin to be John McCain's running mate. Do you remember her emails were hacked? Of course. And they went through her stuff. Kid. Yeah. And, and like they treat it like it's a joke and the media treats it like it's a joke and they're all cheerleading for it. And it's like it makes you see that. If you're on, like, the wrong team, they absolutely think that laws and protections that apply to normal people don't apply to you. Like, it's... I mean, this sounds like an exaggeration, but if you think it's fine to hack somebody's phone and email and publicize it um, because they don't agree with you politically and that, like, laws shouldn't apply to that situation Mm -hmm. because you don't like them politically, you're, like, not that far away from the concentration camps. No, that's totally fascistic, of course. I mean, it's that's crazy behavior. But listen to this article and tell me if you think that this... uh, I mean, there's obviously plenty of accounts on Twitter who are going, like, yeah, leak all his emails, let's see, blah, blah, blah. Like, but... um, This person, this is the article that was published on Wired by Del Cameron. The hacker who hijacked Matt Walsh's Twitter account was just bored. The breach, the breach of the right wing provocateur was simply a way of stirring up some drama, the attacker tells Wired. But the damage could have been much worse. See, he had it coming. It could have been worse. Suck it up, Matt Walsh. Nothing really happened to you. The hacker who claims to have compromised the Twitter account of right-wing commentator Matt Walsh last night says he meant no harm, though he was clearly in a position to exact some. See, he could have done whatever he wanted. He was nice to you, actually. The whole purpose of the attack, he says, was to stir up controversy and sow chaos on Twitter. If that was all he was after, well, mission accomplished. Walsh's account first appeared compromised Tuesday night after a series of -of out-of-character posts appeared on his feed. They included jabs at fellow conservative media figures, including colleague and Daily Wire host Ben Shapiro. In a tweet directed at Shapiro, the hacker, who also goes by the alias Doomed, wrote, You know what you did. You are a closeted homosexual and hide behind being Jewish. Other tweets include, Joe Rogan is a pedophile, and I can confirm Andrew Tate kidnapped and raped those girls, a reference to the former British kickboxer and controversial misogynist arrested in Romania last year on allegations of human trafficking. Um, is this breaking? Okay. Hey, Cyril, why don't you go help Sally get ready for tacos downstairs? She's putting this stuff out. You can help her. Walsh, who hosts a Daily Wire podcast named after himself, has been frequently characterized as an online troll. He's previously described himself as a theocratic fascist, claims to believe anime is satanic, and pushed for state executions of doctors who provide minors with gender-affirming care. Due to his efforts to foment attacks against the LGBTQ community online and in media, denigrating trans people in particular as groomers, Walsh drew criticism more recently over a series of resurfaced remarks in which he refers to girls as young as 16 as being the most fertile. The intent was to make funny tweets as Matt Walsh likes to trigger people, said Doom, who declined to provide his real name. We caused no financial harm, threatened anyone, nor ruined anything. It was merely a few silly words on social media. Good luck with that defense in federal court, my friend. Uh, The hack was accomplished using a technique known as sim swapping, blah, blah, blah. On it goes. But yeah, and, you know, Jeremy Boring has come out and talked about this, too, saying essentially, like, not acceptable, like, but this is what we deal with at the Daily Wire all the time. We also had a Michael Knowles event interrupted today, like, people attacking us, threats, whatever. Like, it just goes on and on. And the left, like, thinks that's 
fine. You know, they're okay with that as a political tactic and, in fact, endorse it as, you know, an appropriate way to handle your political opposition. When there's violence in our lives, Ellis, there has to be violence in the streets. So there you go. Um, My lady, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, made the news today, obviously. This has nothing to do with Jewish space lasers this time our rhetoric and to denounce anti It's Eric Swalwell talking and she has a few words for him after Semitism and anti-police re- rhetoric in this country so that Jewish Americans and police officers can be safer. Congressman, I do. Thank you and I yield back. The gentleman yields and now I recognize the gentlelady from Georgia, Miss Green. That was quite entertaining from someone that had a sexual relationship with a Chinese spy and everyone knows it. I move to take our words down. So the the Congress people go, the the committee moves to take her words down for a while. No, 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 we can't bite that. Can't bite that. You're going to break it. Um, And that goes on for a few minutes. They they decided in the end that she won't retract them. And so whatever. The thing is that the the Swellwell thing actually came from an FBI memo. Right, but it's not like. Oh, you are not on. Oh, no, I turned you off. Oh, okay, because he was over here. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a real thing that actually happened. Like, sorry, it's embarrassing to you and that people keep bringing it up, but it is what it is, you know. Okay, quickly, I'm going to roll through this here because we're losing it. Um, Vivek, Yamash, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy mm-hmm. um, had to deal with... It's funny, Michael Graham called me this morning to talk about how I'm stupid Don Lemon is. He just, he, said, he just said, I need to tell somebody. Because Don Lemon is self-assured and a small brain at the same time. Here's Don Lemon going at the Vivek Ramaswamy. That war was fought for black people to have freedoms civil in this war. country. Yeah. Actually, that's why the Civil War was fought. Okay. And the sad that part wasn't about fought it, for, for black people to have guns, I think. Actually, you don't know, funny fact is black people did not get to enjoy the other freedoms until their Second Amendment rights were secured. And I think that that's black, one of the lessons that we learned. aren't allowed to enjoy the freedoms. I disagree with you country. on that, Don. I okay. disagree with you. And I think okay. you're doing a disservice well, to our country okay. by failing to recognize when the you, fact that we have you equality are in black the law. And you live in this country, then you can disagree with me. But we're not. You mentioned in here that I we disagree. have three I, different shades Don, of I think we have to be able to talk about these issues in the open, regardless of the color of our skin. Black Americans today, to say that, compare that to 1865 and 1964, I think absolutely have equal rights in this country. I think it's insulting to so he goes on like that. It's just a big cry fest from Don Lemon. He's not a smart. They shouldn't have him out there. Um, they shouldn't have him out there um, doing that, doing that so publicly, trying to debate people because it's not good when you're the host and you repeatedly, somebody keeps telling him that he's got an intellect and he doesn't have that. And that's fine. A lot of TV guys don't have that, but they shouldn't keep having him out there to do it. Here's one more thing I want to get to. This is um, Joe Biden. Listen to this. Listen to this beauty, Alice. This is Joe Biden's... Her name is Monica Medina. She is. Ready? You ready? I'm ready. She is the outgoing Assistant Secretary for Oceans and International Environmental and Scientific Affairs at the Department of State. Monica Medina. And listen to this, and I'd like your two cents, if you're able to. That's something that everyone, I think, can get behind, because we see it everywhere in the natural environment. And there are ways that we can cut back on our plastic use or encourage businesses to... Woke up to this fact all over again. It just sort of happened. So it's right here, and she's going to talk about, essentially, 
how the COVID lockdowns uh, had some great benefits. Happens, right? That we it, should care for where we are. It does. And you know, a lot of people during the pandemic woke up to this fact all over again, you know, because they were home and when they went outside, they really appreciated how much they enjoyed getting to be in the environment more days than they would if they okay. would have been in the office. And in fact, we well, saw pollution fine. levels go down and people went, huh, uh. my quality of life is a little bit better now that I don't have to worry about whether it's a red, a code red day for smog or air pollution. So people did become more aware and it's a great time for us to be thinking about this. Earth Day reminds us, but it's something we need to be thinking about every day. Every day can. We can try that. First again. of all, that didn't happen. Second of all, right. how's the plastics pollution going with the surgical masks everywhere, right. which are mm. all in the environment mm. and Among are made of thing, plastic? But, but right, like you know, I said, it, it's like being thrilled that you know there was total tranquility on there was total tranquility on August seventh, nineteen forty-five in Hiroshima. Yeah, there was, but. There's a reason. Yeah. You know? It's pretty bad. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention, maybe you don't even want to do this because it's kind of too painful and horrific, but uh, John Fetterman was back in the Senate oh, and he um, he brought his committee to order today. There's a thread of cuts from that I had sent us from- No, I know. I see. From the, playing them all the committee. Um, but yeah, uh, this guy shouldn't be in the Senate. It's not- okay and you know the voters put him there i get it the right nominated dr oz who's john Federwoman, but um <clears throat> yeah here's his opening statement here hit the gavel i called to this hearing of the u.s senate subcommittee and food and nutrition especially crops organics and research to order Chairwoman Stevenow and Ranking Member Boozman, thank you so much for coming. I thank you for your leadership on this committee, and I look forward to working with you to pass a farm bill. Oof. It's bad. The whole thing's like this. Yeah, I, I mean, mean like opening, there's a whole They wrote threat. down the opening salutations. Thankful, thankfully, the subcommittee is four people. Oof. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's and I mean, like he goes, it, he's when he's asking questions to the people who are testifying in front of the committee. It's bad too. It's it's terrible. It's terrible. He's not cut out to be there. It's honestly no wonder he had depression and had to be out for two months because I'd be depressed if people were making me be in that situation too. Because it's freaking terrible. It's an embarrassment. His wife should be embarrassed. The party should be embarrassed. Everyone who was involved with that campaign that put him out there should be embarrassed. It's not great. Alice, what is the hot sauce? That is Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, a delicious hot sauce. You can have it on Awaken 180 Weight Loss, um, both in the program and in maintenance, and we do. Um, it's very great. tasty and spicy. You don't have to sacrifice one for the other. And um, on top of that, they're donating 5% of the proceeds of every bottle that you buy to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation, so you're doing good while you have it. It's available at Market Basket Big Wine at ChelseaFireHotSauce.com. I just saw a cop try to pull over somebody riding a speeding uh, Suzuki motorcycle. And they acted like they were going to um, stop off on the, the shoulder. And then they they uh, then they zip by, you know, ahead. And then the, the, the cop was driving an SUV. And they were like seven car lengths ahead of the cop. And, and I'm thinking... 
that cop's not gonna get up with that Suzuki. That, that, that guy was, or a woman, might have been a woman, was going fast, which makes me think that this person has a record. Or, you know, they got, they got warrants out for them. Right. right. Or it's like so, not their motorcycle or something. Yeah. And so the, the, this is what the, the cop signals ahead. Um, radios ahead. Some other cops throw this, stop the traffic, throw the throw the uh, chains down. This guy goes over, takes a header. Another cop comes in who's having, in quotes, body camera mechanical difficulties. <laughs> they tune the guy up. They throw him in the uh, the galley who? What's it called? Booby hatch? What? Doesn't matter. I don't know. Things like that. Hey, guys. Uh, hey. Just trying to be compliant with Alice's request Thank you for so much. a few more calls. Uh, suggestion is actually for Tom. No. I'd ask you to kind of go back and listen to the early days of the show when you could actually do the podcast by yourself. Yes. Lord knows you've lost that skill set. You just First said that the other day, too. I did, That yeah. you don't know how to do it without me now. No. Cyril, then the man on the street. Uh, you used the term audio fill as you like to call some of your stuff when Alice is picking up Sally. Others audio? might actually call it audio swill. Ooh. Uh, as Joe Biden would say, come on, Tom, your listeners deserve better. Thanks for the show, guys, and uh, I hope that uh, Alice, you retrain him on how to run the uh, podcast by himself. Yeah, he doesn't know how to do one by himself. If he's going to run himself. the podcast no. by himself, which none of us prefer. Ooh. So is it audio, audio fill? Do I say? I think I ask you to fill sometimes. That's what that fill, is. Fill, yeah. Or I told you to drop audio. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it is much difficult, much more difficult without else because back when I was doing it exclusively all the time alone, um, I didn't have a radio show for four hours a day. And so you've used up some of your alone energy by the time you get to the podcast. Well, yeah. yeah, And also, you know, I, 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 there's certain areas that I expect Alice to be... And the show's changed since Alice is part of it. It's just a different show. So there you go. Sorry. You know what? It is what it is. It is what it is. You know, as soon as you can... Anybody who is is nervous because Alice has left the room um, can... Um, I understand. You're only human. You may, uh, you may switch podcasts, listen to uh, KMS or Jerry or... Wherever you'd like to. I understand. I won't take it personal. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and for leaving chat chat messages. Those of you who do, much appreciated, as always. Um, you can do that at burnbarrelpodcast.com. That's also where you can find all different places to listen. The show is available in a video format on YouTube and Rumble. Um, and if you want to join our Patreon so that you can watch it live and join in the live chat, you can do that at patreon.com slash burnbarrel. C'est la vie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.